Off the Ball Daily. A home for your favourite podcasts from Off the Ball. The performance rankings, a slight tangent, the crappy quiz, and you had to be there. Five goals in 20 minutes. It's just, you can't do that. Subscribe to the Off the Ball Daily podcast feed right now. The News Round on Off the Ball. With Gillette for an effortless finish to your day. New Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. You're very welcome back. We've just checked in with Nathan Murphy, who's in Glasgow. Emma Byrne will be with us very shortly. We are very much bringing you the news around now. It is, as ever, brought to you with Gillette Labs for an effortless finish to your day, which means Mitt McCarthy is here in the studio. Good evening. Good evening, Joe. And Richie McCormick is with us. Hello, sir. Hello, lads. So uh, let's get the ball rolling. We checked in with Nathan Rich. I guess that's your top story as well. Yeah, the Republic of Ireland could find themselves qualified for a women's world finals for the very first time tonight they face Scotland in that playoff at Hampden Park knowing a win would seal at least an intercontinental playoff but if Wales or Portugal beat Switzerland or Iceland respectively then a win for Verpes side at Hampden will see them qualify automatically so those latest scores uh, from Passos de Ferreira in Portugal it is currently Portugal 1 Iceland 1 Iceland have equalised despite going down to 10 players and it's also 1-1 in Zurich where Switzerland are up against Wales both of those matches have now passed the hour mark. Scotland are favourites for tonight's game at Hamden, but Ireland captain Katie McCabe has been assessing their quality on the pitch. Quality in the team. Um, I think having the likes of Caroline Weir and Aaron Cuthbert in that midfield, they're going to be dangerous and they'll be looking to, to get into the pockets, as Vera, Vera said. Um, but for us, um, yeah, it's about nullifying um, their strengths and, and making sure we kind of get at their weaknesses as well. And I think, I think um, yeah, they, they possess the ball. I think it's obviously Pedro's style is to, to, to keep the ball and and, uh, and really possess teams and, and get teams moving. Um, so they'll be looking to probably do that tomorrow night. So we need to be prepared for that. Um, but yeah, it'll be uh, an, interesting, <laughs> an interesting game. The uh, Scottish manager, uh, Pedro, signed Katie McKay for Arsenal. That's why she's so familiar with them. On the um, permutation situation, so those latest scores Richie gave us after the hour mark won all in both games. It doesn't change things dramatically. Switzerland go from 19 points to 20. Iceland go from 18 points to 19. Ireland are on 17, so they can certainly leapfrog Iceland with a win. Uh, we won't labour the permutation situation. But that game I suppose will go the to penalties if it stays the same and they can get an extra point for winning those penalties. You know, So I don't think it's quite like either of those teams win that like as in go through as in they win their penalties and then Ireland have to win but I, I think if Ireland win in normal time and either of those teams win on penalties we're still third ranked isn't that right like it doesn't end in a draw well the very simple point <laughs> sorry the very simple point but these things need to be clarified yeah is Ireland cannot lose and oh no no that that's it our yeah. starting point for because permutations on the radio can be fun and games and it's hard for people to keep track of all the numbers so as a starting point Ireland cannot lose this evening and we should know I mean there's about uh, what 30 minutes left so we should know as Ireland are walking out of the tunnel and getting ready to go exactly what they need to do and so that will clear things up so we don't need to spend the next uh, half hour no but again minutes. if those games go to extra time which I suppose is likely and then penalties what we will know then is by the second half of the game We'll know exactly what Ireland need to do as well. You know what I mean? It, it, again, there is just a lot of those games are playoffs in themselves, I suppose. You know, and like again, it, it's it's the league format, but it's not a league format. We should just talk about how UEFA have just made an absolute balls of this. There's literally no need for it to be so complicated. It's absolutely horrendous. Like, 
it doesn't make things ideal, I suppose, from a, let's, you know, invest everybody instantly, like when you have to do so much work to find out what's happening. But we should, we'll know, certainly for a good chunk of the Ireland game. Well, let's not focus on this. We're, Ireland need to win. The, the human yeah. drama of the situation. Ireland need to win. If Ireland win, they're still in the World Cup. They could be going directly or they could be going to a tournament, which they're likely to win. Yes. Okay, so this is basically a World Cup playoff, Okay. Okay. <laughs> Effect, no, yeah. we're going to be worried about the permutations. Strange ball, approach to this conversation, Michael. Let's Next. talk about the drama, the human drama, what this team have been through over the last no, five I'm years. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just trying to be positive. <laughs> uh, from five years ago, when what, the uh, situation was on the floor and they had to hold a press conference, and we talked to Emma Byrne, who'll be with us very shortly at length about this at the um, Baker Street Roadshow recently, where I mean, she was trying to gather this team together. A lot of young players, Katie McCabe included. Those younger players were being threatened by. Uh, FAI channels that if they partook in this uh, press conference they might never play for Ireland again mightn't be good for your career yep. she was getting very concerned phone calls from parents from younger players they pressed ahead anyway they drew national attention to this and now within five years they are on the precipice I mean that is the story oh 100% yeah yeah. and that was uh, anyone who was there that night or have heard Emma Byrne since who may have had a you know possibly a passing interest in the women's team or just kind of getting more into it as time goes by I think there's a greater appreciation having heard that story from Emma Byrne all these years later of what they're on the verge of achieving tonight, you know? So, um, yeah, it's been an amazing journey, really, isn't it? Like, I remember that five years ago, like, it doesn't feel that long even. It actually doesn't even feel like five years ago. I remember that story so well. I remember how we covered it. And, yeah, to go from, from, from there to here, and we're talking about, you know, get to the World Cup here, Maybe the next Euros campaign is in the Aviva. I think it's likely at this stage. You know, it's just a completely different outlook. It's brilliant. Yeah. So uh, Emma Byrne with us very shortly. Kickoff is at eight o'clock. There is Champions League ongoing, Rich. Yeah, there is in Group G of the Champions League tonight. Both of these matches into their final quarter hour. The ones that kicked off at five forty-five. At least it's still Copenhagen nil, Manchester City nil. There was a pretty eventful first half at the Parkin Stadium there. Uh, City had a goal in the net thanks, thanks to Rodri, but it was ruled out by VAR. VAR subsequently intervened to give City a penalty a few minutes later. Riyad Mahrez uh, stood up to take it and it was subsequently saved. And then another VAR review saw Sergio Gomez uh, dismissed prior to halftime as well, but it still remains goalless. The City win would see them qualify for the last 16 tonight. There's an 8pm start to the group's other game. Jorge Sampaoli is now in charge of Sevilla for their game with Borussia Dortmund. Celtic, meanwhile, will pay tribute, much like Ireland and Scotland, tonight to the lives lost at Chrysler ahead of their Group F meeting with Orby Leipzig. A few changes for Celtic tonight. It looks like a change in formation as well <clears throat> from last week's defeat in Germany. Joe Hart starts in goal. A back four then of Josip Juranovic, Cameron Carter-Vickers, who returns in place of Stephen Welsh, Moritz Jens and Greg Taylor are the back four. In midfield then, it's Matt O'Reilly and Rio Hatate in front of them. Lille Abada, who, uh, of course, played for Israel's 21s against their Irish counterparts uh, quite recently. Saya Habzakanovic and Dyson Maeda and then Kyogo Furuhashi is up front. Elsewhere in that group, Real Madrid can also book a place in the last 16 if they beat, they beat Shakhtar Donetsk in Warsaw. Chelsea, they're at the San Siro to play AC Milan. Comfortable winners at Stamford Bridge against the same opposition last week in Group E. Chelsea line out with Kepa Ariza Balaga in goal. A back three then of Trevo Shalaba. 
Thiago Silva and Kaladu Koulibaly across the midfield. It's Rhys James, Matteo Kovacic, Jorginho and Ben Chilwell with Raheem Sterling and Mason Men supporting Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Group leader Salzburg are also on the road tonight. They face Dinamo Zagreb and there was a 5.45 start in Group H where it's Maccabi Haifa 2, Juventus 0. Real pressure now on Massimiliano Allegri in the Juventus gig with nine minutes to go in Israel trailing uh, what were supposed to be the group whipping boys by two goals to nil. Uh, the top two in that group remain unbeaten. Paris Saint-Germain welcoming Benfica to the Parc des Princes tonight. PSG's preparations for that game hit with the supposed news that Kylian Mbappe wants to leave the club in January. Uh, he signed a new contract in the summer and the 23-year-old reportedly feels betrayed by the club's board, Le Parisienne, reporting that today, along with RMC Sport. Uh, Sporting director Luis Campos was also uh, believed to have told the club that he wants to leave, but he's since told Canal Plus tonight that he's been with Mbappe every day and the player has never told him nor the president that he wants to leave in January. And Campos adds that he's only speaking because these stories are so serious to be published before such a big game. So uh, oodles and oodles of cold water being poured on those Le Parisien reports this evening. Okay. Uh, and do we know why Mbappe feels betrayed by the board? I It doesn't say. It literally just said yeah, in the Parisien article this afternoon and in RMC that he felt betrayed. Quite how that uh, worked into also affecting Luis Campos. They, like The two of them have been together since uh, Mbappe was a teenager. Of course, Campos was the uh, man in charge uh, upstairs at Monaco when Mbappe made his breakthrough there and their careers have been pretty much interlinked. He took on the sporting director job in place of Leonardo in the summer. Uh, but details of what he felt betrayed, okay. uh, not quite there. I don't know if it's tied to the sporting director nature of his uh, new contract, etc. But that row with Neymar isn't going away. Yeah, And I'd imagine that probably has played some part too. Uh, my main takeaway from this evening, don't go to Mick McCarthy for permutations, says Tony. <laughs> well, Tony, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> Tony? Yeah, you're right, actually. So I'm completely wrong. Yes, I, right. I'll tell you what happened there, right? One, UEFA got it wrong by making it so complicated. And two, I'm an idiot, right? I was... More out of column Taking your point about the games as they currently stand being a point, yeah. and that, that wouldn't be the case, as in there is no draws, it will go to a result. But of course, you were ahead of me, and obviously giving assigning one of the teams the point you win for winning on penalties, yeah. which I, for some reason, translated as an extra point. No. Which isn't. You get one point for winning on penalties, you get three for winning the game in, 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 as, a, in, as a whole. Were you thinking for a second, you get your point for your draw and then you yeah. get another point for yeah. penalties? That's so what happens in the, the, the WSL, the Conti Cup, I think it's called, which is why it's in my head at the moment because I thought it was an interesting, because uh, they have a league format in that and you get... Don't start. No, no, don't. I actually think it's an interesting <laughs> way to do things, but it's nothing to do with this. So I, I think that what this convoluted system really needed was you getting it wrong and, and just pouring I just, that I bit just of Think it, I just think if I can do a mea culpa, why can't the organisers? Well, that's true. <laughs> uh, the latest, by the way, Portugal and Iceland won all, Switzerland and Wales won all. So they'll be both going to extra time. Uh, again, as things stand, Switzerland are on 19 points going into tonight's game. Iceland on 18 going into tonight's game. Ireland on 17. If you're uh, not interested in following all the various aspects, then the very simple starting point tonight is Ireland have to win. Ireland have to beat Scotland. Scotland very confident here. Do you know what, Joe, though? That tells me nothing. Yeah. Scotland are always confident. It's, it's, it's in their blood, I think, that the, the, Scotland, the Scots get I, cocky. I watched, uh, I watched the Austria game. I watched the Austria game the other night on Thursday. Yeah. And they, like, the, the, term, the term no great shakes uh, came to mind. Apart from the, the, the gymnastics that the commentator on BBC Alba were performing all night, whereby 
he was commentating in Scots Gaelic and then throwing to his co-commentator in English and then jumping back into Scots oh, Gaelic, which is magnificent. But Scotland, they looked um, like the, the pitch was very heavy on Thursday night. I, it would have lightened up a little bit since then, but it was very heavy. It came across as being very big and it like it drew a lot out of both sets of players and Scotland didn't they struck me as being very similar to ourselves uh, I mean, being quite they, they, they seem like almost carbon copy in some way admittedly their manager is a bit yeah. more progressive and expansive but if you have their their two household names in Aaron Cuthbert of Chelsea and Caroline Weir of Real Madrid again that's our Katie McCabe and our Denise O'Sullivan and then you've got a solid enough base around them they're 23rd in the FIFA rankings we're 26th I know they've been to previous tournaments but Ireland and Irish football has been in uh, you know a very unsupported state for uh, a long time, and it's only recently getting its house in order. So you know you don't read too much into the fact that they've made tournaments that Ireland haven't in the past. So you kind of add all that up together, and like the ten thousand crowd will be somewhat lost in Hamden. Yeah, I just, I just don't get the sense like raging hot. Favorites. I feel like they're favourites. I feel yeah, like because yeah. they're at home. Kind of, and yeah. it would be almost if it was in Tala, it would be nearly us, you know, and that's the way it should be. But this, like, again, it's because it's, <laughs> it's because it's Scotland. Scots. Look, let's say, look, we give Wales a lot of crap on this show in general, but who who really are the swaggering neighbour yeah. here? Yeah, the Scots. We only talked about it with their men's team a few weeks ago. Like, you know, they they get a couple of wins suddenly. Apparently, like losing three to Ireland was like the ultimate disgrace it was like right. Steve Clark's job is on the line how dare they how dare they do that to us we'll get them back at Hampton and then celebrated like as if they'd beaten us 10-0 as opposed to nick the lucky win through a lucky penalty and their men's rugby team love a this could oh, be our year stop. we are the dark horses stop ably supported by Shane Horgan I wonder is, I wonder is Hoggy going to be there tonight <laughs> I wouldn't think he will uh, so we're going over very shortly to Glasgow a few more stories Rich uh, Peter Manny injury doubt yeah, he has a neck injury and he's going to be assessed this week ahead of Munster's URC meeting with the Vodacom Bulls. That's on Saturday at Thomond. Finney Mitchell and Mike Haley, uh, both doubts as well. Well, Haley's definitely out. He has a groin injury. Witcherly is nursing a shoulder injury. He too will be assessed. However, the likes of Jack Crowley, Antoine Frisch, Tom O'Hearn, Dermot Barron and co. are all available this week, having returned from emerging Ireland's duty. Uh, don't mind a Mick. A good mea culpa is an underrated quality in a person, says Graham. I do agree with that. You know, I was thinking soon after I said it that I very much qualified my mea culpa, though, so <laughs> I'm not even giving myself credit for that. I'm, ha- I'm having a bad night, Joe. Once Ireland go through, I don't mind. Fair enough. So, uh, this loud story, Richie? Yeah, a bit of a mad one. This loud GEA say their dream is becoming reality, having been given the green light to access 14.8 million euro in IIP funding. The Immigrant Investor Programme, devised by the Department of Justice back in 2012, essentially works as a cash for visas scheme for wealthy individuals seeking Irish citizenship. The funds will go towards Loud's proposed new county ground outside Dundalk. Meath used the same scheme to drum up 2 million euro for the redevelopment of Port Talton in the past couple of years. Uh, Troy Parrott. Yeah, he's going to play no part in the Republic of Ireland's friendlies next month with Norway and Malta. His Preston manager, Ryan Lowe, says the striker will be out for the foreseeable future. Parrott scored his first goal for Preston in Saturday's win over Norwich, but went down injured while celebrating Lowe's. Lowe says the injury is not as bad as first feared and hopes the Tottenham low knee will be back uh, when the championship resumes around Christmas time. Have you seen the celebration, Michael? I haven't actually seen the celebration. I saw the goal, but I've seen him being hobbled off, like he was carried off by like three or four players you know off the right. pitch but he um, k- 
came off the bench. Had been had been playing all year for Preston, playing well, but it, he's, the lack of goals was supposed to get him, and he's not play. He didn't play for a game and a half. Come on for Shawnee Maguire actually at half time, changed the game, set up the what a goal to put them two one up. Norwich equalised, scores the winner, celebrates, and he's like out, out until the new year. It's just Richie. Nuts. Have you seen this injury inducing celebration? I haven't actually. No. Oh, I need, we need to find out what he did. This just happened a bit. I, I, I'm like ninety percent sure Ole Gunnar Solskjaer did a bit of a number on himself celebrating the goal that won the treble at the New Camp. Really? Yeah. A knee slide is a dangerous thing to do, especially when you've got eight lads behind you about to jump on you. It just puts your uh, that on knee a ball dry pitch. Not a great position. Yeah. So I, I think he did actually cause knee trouble as a result. Leon Bailey last year, he was injured when he signed for Villa, and he came on at half time in the game against Everton. Uh, forced an own goal then scored an absolute rocket of a goal kicked it so hard that he pulled the thigh muscle and was out for about two months after it and literally has never done anything for Villa since we have like this exciting it's like very like Detroit Power thing like had had a slow start had this electric 45 minutes where you're thinking here we go Mm. and then is basically injured stop start career ever since I presume this won't happen for Troy. I really hope it doesn't. But God, he needed that goal. Yeah. And we were waiting and waiting on it all That's season. He'd been playing well. He got a lot. Preston fans like him. Uh. Been playing at nearly every game and then celebrating the goal. Out for three months. Yes. Beast. Wow. Uh, fellas, we are out of time. We're going to head over to Glasgow very shortly. Richie, thank you very much. Enjoy the game this evening. Nice and gents. Cheers, Michael. Thank you. Thanks.